Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is January 11th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm doing great. Just, uh, you know, more rain. Just getting used to every day being a rainy day. It's good. Hey, how about that stadium last night? The SoFi, it's supposed to be played, supposed to be covered, but still be outdoor. And they had rain just coming. I guess they didn't account Sheets for that. of rain. Rain I mean, sometimes comes sideways. Crazy. It's not a straight up and down vertical phenomenon. They got rain coming in the side of the buildings. And apparently this $5 billion stadium, the concourse is like not equipped to handle a little water. And it was like, you know, the fescue at Chambers Bay in 2015. People are falling, slip sliding. Like they've got stretchers going all around the concourse as fans. Like, how are you not prepared for that? I know it doesn't rain that much in California, but. It feels like an oversight for a five billion, whatever it was, six billion dollar stadium. I, that was the least of the disasters yesterday. Oh. I mean, that game was an utter disaster. I I kind of like got really busy. I was solo dadding yesterday, and I couldn't be happier that I didn't even waste any any precious time on that game. Yeah, I, I, I did like not turned get it on. I like was yeah. watching the score on my phone, and I'm just like, what a disaster. I mean, TCU. Great season, not national championship worthy though. Oh, I mean, they made it there on their own accord. They beat it. They beat. They didn't who, make it. Out. They if you can't beat Kansas State, you can't be in the national championship. That's a new rule. It's like if you can't beat Illinois, you can't be in the national championship. I don't know about that. I bet we can find some national champions that lost to some pretty ho. Uh, pretty Kansas State's not bad. I mean, they were okay. They got. Blow, their doors blown up by Alabama in the bowl okay. game. But I'll go hey, back that- to what I said on Monday is that Michigan played like the worst game you could ever play. The refs screwed them over on the one touchdown that did that ended up being a fumble and TCU still barely won. That was, it, that was awful game by Michigan. Sort of classless they behavior were playing by Georgia. Good, if no? they were playing a good team, Michigan would have lost by 30 that game. And it was a game. TCU was so bad. It wasn't classless by Georgia. They can't. I'm joking. Help I'm just trying to stir, stir that stuff up. I was like, it's classless. You can't stop at 48. You had to just keep going to 65. No, it's like it the was... people that get mad when these guys dunk at the end of games. Like, do something about it. Go stop it. Shouldn't have I, lost. I didn't even mean to bring this up. I had a situation like that on the second grade basketball court this week. I heard you were you blew good. a team of 52 to two or something. <laughs> no, I mean, they don't keep score And this. This kid's older brother who's like a chess master mathematician whiz is like keeping track of every statistic in the stands and comes running on the floor at the end of the game and shouting about how we won. And it, I, I don't even want to tell you the total. It's like the total you get like end up in the news about or like, who's this coach that's it's second graders. You can't tell them. It's hard enough to tell them what to do. It's impossible to tell them what not to do. Like, don't steal it. Stop shooting. It's impossible. <laughs> well, it's impossible. I, I, we I won fifty six to two. So I'm gonna lift up the hood uh, hood under the uh, of the car here for a second. 
Yeah. Go back to when you were in the valuation process. You took it very seriously. <laughs> you made what was allegedly, you described to me as a controversial trade to get the best player on your team, prohibit him from playing up. And, you know, no, it seems no, like you're, no, you're doing no, some dirty, no. dirty maneuvers to, out stack, in no, to stack the decks. And you're, and you're, you're totally mischaracterizing what I told you. No, no, but no. <laughs> It's trying to be equal rosters. I can't help the kids. I, I'm not, no, I'm not talking about this anymore. It's fun, though. It, basketball is, is just the coaching acumen? Or is that what you're doing? <laughs> just out coaching guys? <laughs> yeah, right. 52 to 2 doesn't seem like a, you know, it's it's just purely uh, coaching. That'd be like saying Georgia Kirby Smart was just that much better of a coach than TCU. It wasn't that they were completely outclassed in terms of talent. <laughs> I... They don't keep score. I had no idea. I could could have told me it was twenty five to four for all I care. Oh, yeah. I, did, I yeah, didn't know right. what it was. They do not keep score in the game. So, um, all right, let's get on with it. Hey, I put a question out while we're talking about TCU. I said Tom Hoagie does this five hour trip to see his Horn Frogs lose sixty five to seven and has to come right back to Hawaii. What's the worst like trip? Did you ever do that? Like enthusiastically, like oh my team made it to a championship or some game. They shouldn't have. I remember I went to an ACC title game when BC made it to uh, like a rare BC season. Matt Ryan, I think. And they've got like nobody went. It was in Tampa. It's BC versus Virginia Tech. The stands are like 10% full. And we got our ass kicked. And like I'd flown to Tampa overnight for this. It felt like probably how Tom Hoagie, although on a lower stakes, not not a national title. Got some good replies, though. Do you have you ever done anything like that? Um, yeah, I've got a couple of things. I I. Um... One time I, I showed up, I drove like three hours to play golf and it was the wrong day. I'd put, I no. showed up, it was a Sunday round, a Sunday, I was supposed to play on a Sunday and I showed up on Saturday, just completely, it's like a, a stand, standard yeah. thing I would do. Yes, um, it is. Another thing that comes to mind, so years ago, the Bears played the Patriots and it was like a, a just like a biblical winter day in Chicago. Like you couldn't drive down Lakeshore drive because yeah. of the, the, the waves were coming over the, over the road. Yep. And I got like super banged up the night before I'm saying like, I, I like told woke me up. This once. Yeah. I, I woke up at like 1030. Like, is this with, within the, within the yeah, region was, of when we've known each other since like, well, no, or no, like no, within no, the no. last decade. Okay. This right, was okay. it. Brady was on the Patriots. Okay. <laughs> it was, I, it was, I had done some charity work for, for a, a boys and girls club of Lake County and Jerry Angelo was on the board. So I was sitting in the booth, a booth that he set up. Oh, I think you've told this. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, I, I it was wear. like a Herculean based off of the way I felt when I woke up the time I woke up to get down there. I was like in, you know, when like you are hung over and you show up somewhere like completely like, in disarray like i was yeah. still drunk from the night before uh-huh. and like in disarray i took it take i was coming from the north side to the to soldier field it was a task to get there it was like i rolled out of bed i roll into this the suite and i was not prepared for like the 52 to 7 beat down and the mood in a in a in an executive suite of in the a blizzard. team 
Yeah, right? in, in a, a blizzard. blizzard. It was yeah. just like I went through a lot to get down there. <laughs> I didn't really like I, when I woke up, I was like, I don't know if I can go do this right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was there and I was like, that I definitely wasn't ready for the for the attitude in this booth. So I put out the call for some sort of hoagie, you know, facsimile to what hoagie's going through. And Will Bardwell, pretty cold hearted, icy, replied with the story of Kuchar's family surprising him at Burkdale <laughs> only to see Jordan Spieth kind of button him up, zip him up and send him home in a body bag. Like sad, sad stuff. But it was kind of a cool scene. They got to, it was a surprise for Kuchar. Good one from Chris. My buddy started driving from Denver to the PGA over Saturday night to watch Tiger play. On Sunday, he's halfway driving from Denver to Tulsa and Tiger WDs. That's like a real kick, kick in the nuts. Um, there's a ton of Final Four ones. I remember some of my friends drove from Milwaukee to New, I think it was New Orleans for Marquette. You remember when Dwayne Wade? I think they, I don't think that was competitive. If I recall, that was quickly not competitive against one of the Blue Bloods. Um, yeah, there was a bunch of, bunch of pretty good ones. Uh, Adams talked about how he flew from LA to New York to the Belmont to see Big Brown win the Triple Crown. That's commitment to see the ponies. And, and it was the only time, I guess, Kent DeSormo, I, I think he's the jockey, pulled up before the stretch. It's the only race Big Brown didn't win. Seven of eight, he won. And that's the one he flew from LA to New York to see him win the Triple Crown. He pulled him up on the stretch. So good stuff. So a lot of good other replies there. We're uh, pouring some out for Tom Hoagie, who's got a. I don't know. An what about JJ Henry? Path. He brought his kids. He subjected his children to that beatdown. I mean, if you were a TCU fan, you had to know like there was a imminently possible that it could not go well. I don't know if they thought it would be sixty-five to seven, but that's just that it might not be great. So, was there anybody of note that picked TCU to win that thought TCU like did anybody think that this was going to be a good game going into it? I don't think I, I, I saw Robert Griffin, the third tweeted something from the field. Like it was going to be a great game because he saw it in their eyes of the TCU players or something like that. Um, I don't think anyone like, I don't think anyone picked TCU, uh, but I, I don't know. I, I'm sure some people thought it might be a good game. Do you think but... if they played 10 times TCU would ever win? I think they could. Yeah. Yeah. I don't Once. think they could. Yeah, it was. Bad. I think they I mean, won, that Michigan. Game, I think the Michigan win was like a one in every ten win. Ooh, really? Okay, okay. I mean, I mean, every single thing w- that possibly could go wrong for Michigan went wrong for them in that That's game. That's true. That's true. That is true. And they barely won. <laughs> uh, disaster! Disaster of a CFP. Do you think expansion is good or bad? While we're on the subject, I don't know why we're talking about this. So I don't either. Much, but... It's fine. It's fine. I, I think it'll I'm... make. It might make worse. There's going to be a lot of bad games in there. There's going to be a lot of games like this. Quite frankly, that are are in the round of however they're doing it, eight or, or I don't know, semis, quarters. Like there's going to be some bad games, but the opportunity for good games is increased, right? Right. I think there's I, more consequence to more games because all the bulls mean nothing at this point. Like I couldn't be less interested in any random bowl game because I, there's no like substance to it. I think the other thing it does is it gives fan bases like like my, like Illinois, like we have no ever chance of getting into the top four. 
we have like a very tiny chance of some every 10 years getting in the top 12. I think yeah. that's the big win is like, I kind of like disengage from college football a lot because my team routinely stinks and I don't have like, I'm not going to root for another team, you know? Yeah. I think it makes I'm, games. Unlike, unlike some yeah. golf podcasters who have like six teams. Are you popping Tron there? <laughs> I Jaguars, Falcons, Bengals, 49ers, just every, he's got a team in every division. I feel like I want to, you know, he's the guy who's trying to put me in a, put me in an awkward spot and jam me for being a Deshaun Watson fan of which I'm not. I've disavowed Deshaun Watson. So I think he's I'm going to get back at him right now, right here. He's texting me about the field stuff all the time. It's just, it's like, well, I don't even know who your team is to text you right. back about. It's, 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 you know, he's got one in every division. It's just a, Principleless, no principle. Um, anyways, let's move on. A lot of football talk here. Tom Hoagie's on his way back to the Sony Open, and that leads our schedule for the week. Uh, it's the Sony Open in Hawaii. That's Thursday through Sunday. It is on Thursday on Golf Channel and Peacock. I guess Peacock's back doing its thing uh, this year. Seven to ten thirty. Uh, Thursday, Friday, then Saturday. Four to six on NBC. I don't know what's going on there. It's, it, that's interesting. I'm into it, though. And then six to eight, four to six, six to eight. So they're going early this year. Um, I you think know, it's, it's a holiday weekend, football, right? They didn't last year. Wasn't like Hideki hitting into the well, green. Sunday, Sunday night football is on NBC, right? Well, no. <sighs> yeah, maybe. With a, maybe with that's a, right. Because they I got thought, the Monday night game. I don't know if there is a, there might not be a Sunday night game. There might not be. No, there's two, no, it goes two, three, one. So Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Uh, so there's a Sunday night game, but remember last year, Hideki was like hitting into the green in the playoff when like Allen and Mahomes or was that, or no, I guess it would have been a different game, but it would have been a different playoff game. Either way, they're ending it earlier than normal. Usually this ends like 1030 East coast time, but they're going six to eight. Like they just did at Kapalua. So I've got a question uh, that I meant to ask on Monday for you. Yeah, if if the NFL ever if they expand their season again, does Kapalua have to move back? What does that mean? It's got such a part of the mystique of Kapalua is like where it falls. Like thir- there's no Thursday night football. It's the first Thursday that doesn't have football ever, or like you know of the season. Then it's like on Sunday it finishes, and it's like. You know, it's the end of the season, but it's like kind of like most games are inconsequential. And if it's like in the thick of the NFL, it just kind of loses its pop. Uh, I don't know. I just think it is what it is. I don't I don't think you can schedule around football. I think you just have to make it the first full weekend of the year. And that's when you go. I don't think it matters. Right. I think they've tried to move it around before on the national title game, like feed into that. It didn't work. It's just just keep it how it is and don't. Don't adjust for anybody. So, uh, but it's a good field for Sony. We've got Tom Kim, Sunjay, Jordan Spieth, Hideki, like a lot of good players. Tommy Hoagie, you know, he's a he's a star now. Billy Horschel. There's a lot of good players for Sony. Adam Scott, I think, making his de- debut. Uh, I he probably played in the fall, but Adam Scott, Keith Mitchell. I thought Harrison, he played at uh, Kapalua. Didn't he play at Kapalua? Yeah, that sounds right. That does sound right. He because he snuck in at the uh, Atlanta just barely. Mm-hmm. Um, so pretty good field in Sony, uh, obviously a different kind of course for PGA tour standards, right. You know, a, 
Sure. I don't enough. know if you put it in the colonial basket, that kind of thing. Um, I think it's a place that anybody can win, which is yes, neat. Right. Obviously, it's a, uh, you know, as, as people will point out this week, it's a Seth Rayner course. It's It's got... So it's got some interesting stuff. I think when it's most interesting, when it's the most compelling to watch is when it's a combination of firm and you get some wind and it seems like the winds are really down this year. So I don't know how much wind we're going to get. And the the other thing I'm hearing is that the greens are really soft. The fairways are firm though, which, which makes it, you know, that makes it a really tough driving course when those fairways get firm because they kind of, there's some dog legs out there. They move and the, and the angles at which people are now hitting tee shots out there, you know, I think they, they act pretty narrow. So it'll be, it'll be a fun watch. I, I, I always like watching this tournament. Obviously I think one of the things, the reasons I like it so much is because of the, uh, the video game back in the day where mm-hmm. you can play while I, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's a big part of it, but you know, it should be it should be really uh really fun fun uh tournament this week. Sakumba Barry is on the ground. He's been caddying the last couple of days uh in the pro am or you know in practice rounds and pro ams. Just you know, natural Scotsman living in Oahu, Hawaii. Uh, he says uh, it was soft. They could firm the greens up, and the trade winds are down. He's putting people on fifty nine watch. That's expert Sakumba on the ground looping. Also backboards backboards are up as usual this has always been a you know for the last few years 18 it's like a two shot par five you know reachable in two and guys are just the trouble all the trouble is over the green and there's a giant grandstand on it like the whole the whole only place you can really get yourself in trouble on that hole outside of like where did we see somebody hit it last, oh, last year? Like, was that um, <laughs> was that in the playoff or was getting it was in, a, in the playoff? Yeah, was it Brendan Steele? It was one of the Georgia guys, maybe. Maybe it's Brendan Steele. I mean, way right, wasn't it? And then somebody <laughs> no, was way, way left, left, way left. But then he went way right into like some like t- t- production trucks. Somebody was way right. But yes, it, but, but he started out hooking hard left. And this is where Bryson, of course, on 18 carries or tried to carry the dog legs, would, would just try to hammer it over. Um, so good, good event. Really good event. I've, I've heard the short game chef is on the grounds. Parker McLaughlin, who got a sponsor's hey. exemption late. Question. Yeah. I wanted to ask you. I'm glad he you calls himself the short game chef. Apparently people call him. People on the ground are calling. It's like, hey, short game chef. What's going no. on? Yes. No. We had somebody tell us they overheard that <laughs> on the range. Hey, short here's, game chef. Here's my question. We're going to have to track this. I don't think he's going to be making the cut. So we need to do some late Friday night investigative reporting. Okay. My, my question to you, does the short game chef come out positive or negative in strokes gained around the green? <laughs> <laughs> Self-proclaimed short game chef. Hey, you know, let's just, I mean, come on. Bill Belichick may not be the best offensive lineman or running back, but he's still a great coach. I know. I'm just saying you, your Doesn't name's mean the short. Too- I just want to know where this came from. Where, how did he become the short game chef so quickly after, after his playing days were done? I, they're not done. He's still putting up plenty of MCs on his OWGR page. <laughs> you look at it. He's out there grinding. Um, 
God. He seems like a nice guy too. Seems like I a good guy. He <laughs> just uh, he's been in the crosshairs here a little bit since Anna Norfus putted from everywhere inside 100 yards to win the Open. Um, and then he was there to take a victory but, lap. Yeah, right. Seems like a good guy. He's getting well. Maybe on golf maybe. Frankly, maybe his advice to Anna Norquist was just putt, putt everything. You're yeah, not you're, good at chipping. They're hopeless. That would be yeah. a good te- that'd be a good coach. Yeah. Don't don't true. even try chipping. Just putt. That's true. Uh, one thing I would recommend you try. What are you wait, hold on. What are you picking? Positive or negative? Positive. I don't wanna I don't wanna jam them like that. All right, that. I'll take I the other wanna... side. I'm gonna oh, take the other on. side just for interest. <sighs> That's just it's, it's not, not fun if both anything. it's not fun if both of us take the same side. Eh, sometimes it might be. We'll see. Um yeah. Uh speaking of what I don't even forget what I was gonna say. We're saying one thing we should try. We have a new partner. Our next partner is Athletic Greens. We've started taking AG1 by Athletic Greens pretty much every morning. Have you been doing that? I every have. morning? It's become like this uh, morning ritual. My my daughter wakes up absurdly early. It's just it's out of control. I we don't know what's going. This morning she woke up at five thirty. It's like what what the hell is going on? Then she won't go yeah. back to sleep. Right. So, anyways, most mornings I'm up with her, and uh, you know I start making my coffee. And one of the things that she's gotten super into is like so. AG one is this uh, is this powder you put it in water. And you shake it up and it's like a day. It basically, I take it because I want to be a little bit more healthy. It's got a lot of good stuff in this, in this, uh, supports mixture. your immune system. It's a, you know, it's a gut health, big deal for gut health as, as I understand it, which my, is always I mean, important, but big my on daughter's the immune in school. system. Is, I, yeah. Right. My daughter's in school now. I right. need all the immune help I can get. I've been just hammered by it early on, but anyways, she's super into shaking it. She like insists that she does the shake. Obviously, I have to do it the afterwards, shake. but but uh, the the mixing of the of the water and the uh, and the powder. So it's I'm it's... I'm super into it. Like it, I notice like I do feel different after taking it, after drinking it. Like I I have like a little bit more zip. Interesting. I um. It is the first thing I do now before coffee, before anything. I, this is what I have AG one. Um, I talked to Ryan Nanny, fellow podcaster, shut down full cast college football. I think they have AG one by athletic screens as a sponsor as well. And he and I were both talking about, I wouldn't say it's like, looks like the most appetizing concoction looks like a, maybe it looks intimidating, but it's actually pretty good. It's, it's not, it's not it's not like drinking like I don't know a, a eating a processed plant. It, you know what I mean? It 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 tastes pretty good. It's it's uh it's you can indulge it enough. Every morning just chug your little AG1. Uh I think it's a good uh, comprehensive solution. This is what you want from your supplement routine, supports the immune system. You go to athleticgreens.com/thefriedegg and you get a free it's giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. So you buy something, you get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs 
uh, when you go to athleticgreens.com slash the fried egg. So that's athleticgreens.com slash the fried egg. I think it's a good thing to mix in here at the start of the new year. I've, I've been encouraged and uh, it's, I was surprised at how quickly I made it a part of like basically the first thing I do when I get down in the kitchen. So I, um, I, there's something that makes me feel good after I have it. I, I enjoy it. You know, can I tell you, can Andy I tell guarantee. you what, it, can I tell <laughs> you what it is? No, no, but I know I, I feel a little zip it, and All even right. if it, you know, that's uh, so I'm into it. All right. There you go. Garrett, get- Garrett told Garrett told me he, it, Garrett, the running joke of the fried egg is Garrett never passes a thing of coffee. Like we'll just see him. You know, I just observe Garrett walking through like a clubhouse. And if he sees coffee, he's going to stop no matter what time. Yeah. Like he just stops, fills it up. If we drive by a coffee shop, he, he has to stop. He told me that he stopped. Uh, he, he, he pushed, he got rid of one morning cup of coffee in favor of this, which I think it's big, big, um, endorsement yep that's interesting that is that is an endorsement um all right let's get on to uh continue on with sony open it's an interesting field a good field you want can to i tell you what, I, what i'm what i'm really expecting this week and i'm yeah i'm contemplating pulling the trigger on this what since we're on one and done picks but this is just this is a ripe jordan spieth win week it's gonna set the stage. It's gonna get everybody jacked up. No, none of the none of not. It's not a top flight field. It's it, this is just prime Jordan Spieth victory week. Um, it it just like this is Played the profile of his week. win. Yeah, good this enough. is the profile type event of a of a Jordan Spieth win. And I'm well, I'm what you know you, what? what are you talking about profile? Like he's guy like weak, he's what weak field, shorter golf course. Heritage was a good field. Shorter the Masters was a good field. The U.S. You, Open's a good field. I'm the saying, Open's a good field. I'm, I'm saying post post twenty. What was it? Twenty eighteen Open. Twenty seventeen. When Matt Kuchar's kids Burke, flew across the Atlantic. Yeah, post Burkdale, Spieth win. This is like profiles out exactly as a Spieth win. Like God. okay, okay field, shorter golf course. Like if you go look at all of his wins, this is exactly the profile. And that's why I'm going to start my year off because I know he's only going to play a few other times other than this. So like one of the things to think about with one and done's, and I don't want to do this because I'm giving people in my one and done advice, but like all the top guys are going to be playing in the same fields a lot yeah, this year. That's true. True. So one of the things you want to do is you want to find these events where there are very few top guys playing and is this a gambling podcast strategy. But here. I think this is great strategy. I was going to, I had Harmon down at first glance, but I'm pivoting to Spieth because this is just a quintessential Spieth winning week. The, and then also, you know, am I going to use Spieth when all the, all the guys are in, in an event? Probably not probably not taking him because i don't think he's gonna win like skip and lebron i'm not this isn't a bit until he wins against the best players in the world it's not good field good not great um 
I think that's that's a good pick for this week for sure. Uh, I was going to take Russell Henley. Obviously, a very I, Jared Kelly's in the field, and obviously, I'm tempted to take <laughs> Jared Kelly as pick. usual. He's a sponsor's <laughs> exemption. I think I'll be taking Martin Laird in Phoenix. So that's an <laughs> elevated designated event, but I'm going with Martin Laird. But I don't know if I can take Jerry Kelly this week. He's out there. I think he views this more as a warm-up for Hualei next week now at this point. He's not really competing. Uh, so I'm going to go Russell Henley. Game within the game, Russell Henley or Tom Hoagie? Georgia versus uh, TCU. Is there some sort of revenge? Brian, Who we could have like Brian there? Harman. We could put Brian could Harman, Harman in there, There's too. a lot of options, for sure. For sure. I, I almost picked Hoagie because I, I just think this is a good spot for Hoagie, too. Um, but I, I think Hoagie beats Henley this week. Yeah. Yeah, Henley I think obviously he gets has a, a great revenge. history here. Okay, all right, there we go. Uh, one and done picks. Uh, continue on with our schedule for the week. I don't know if you named an event of the week. Uh, oh, but... I got the Latin American Am. Okay, that's ongoing as we speak. Currently ongoing, right? Yeah. When did that start? Latin American Amateur. Um, that is on ESPN. Is that yes. right? I think they usually put that on ESPN. All I have here are NBC events um, it hasn't started it starts oh, okay. uh, the 12th 12th through the 15th so okay. it'll be on, on espn yeah mm-hmm. um where is that this year same place grand reserve i think Remember we had some good stories about guys you know backdooring their way into various citizenships that was the guy last year to get in aaron jarvis oh, well, he was, I, I, no he no, was he just him. living in but What's the tax haven? Whatever it was, the ta- Turks and Caicos, maybe or Grand Cayman. Grand Cayman. I think his parents are accountants down there or something. Um, the, yeah, there's live ahead. broadcast Thursday, basically Thursday through Sunday. You're looking in the window of nine till till noon Eastern. A, a little bit later on the weekend, eleven till two and ten till one. So okay. you're, it's on ESPN. Um, so easy spot to find it. I think most people have ESPN. If it's I kind of amazing them. how Augusta National can just put their thumb on the scale and tell them to put this amateur tournament on the worldwide leader on, you know, in January with NFL and stuff going on. So, um, yeah, so that's your other event. That's your event of the week. Also, uh, aside from the Sony, we have the Hero Cup European Tour or DP World Tour getting going in the Middle East. The Hero Cup. I... I think Who's I'm in the- on the Hero Cup. I think it's just just getting me going. I maybe it's just I'm into professional golf right now. at The start of the year, um, Friday two to eight a.m. So right there in a great time to watch golf on the East Coast. It's not even S- tough for me. Uh, Saturday, Fridays two to eight a.m. So that's like you know in the morning. Then at night, ten thirty p.m. to eight a.m. is day two of the matches on Friday, starting Friday night into eight a.m. Saturday, and then Saturday is uh, 1.30 to 7 a.m. This is all Eastern. I think I'm kind of intrigued by the Hero Cup. I no, might no uh, I might have to record it and watch it on tape delay. So this is Continental Europe against Great Britain and Ireland. Tommy Fleetwood is the captain against Francesco Molinari. Do you want teams for this? Mo- Do you think Mollywood. you could guess teams? Mollywood breaking up. That's head good. Catnip, yeah. catnip Central. That might be the catnip call of the week. They're going to show the them in bed together the with the Ryder yeah. Cup in 20... Yeah. How yes. many times has it brought up that these two create uh, team together to create one of the greatest, you know, Ryder Cup partnerships of all time? You know, they did that on the weekend. And then when I think Sunday singles came out and it was Molinari versus Phil, that was basically a TCU versus Georgia situation before it even started. <laughs> like Phil had zero chance 
and Le Golf National. That was <laughs> that was another one where you kind of could see it before it even started. Um, GB and I, Ewan Ferguson, Turrell is playing. Good on him. Shane Lowry, Bobby Mack, Seamus Power. I like that. Straight from Kapaloo to Dubai. Those flights we were talking about. He just did one. Holy cow. This is Abu Dhabi, I should say. Uh, Seamus Power. Wow. I, he, I've we never should, seen him We should reach out. We Euro should figure twirling. out which way he went. Do you think he went west or east? Apparently, you go over the North Pole in some of these. Did you hear about that? <laughs> I saw something. So, I didn't so know like, what Wait it was. till Andy finds out about the, <laughs> the going north deal. Um, I don't know if he did that. But Seamus Power. I, I didn't know if he was going to dabble with the Euro Tour, but apparently he is. He's got a shot to make the team, I would say, the Ryder Cup. Callum Shankwin, Jordan Smith, Matt Wallace, and Dick Mansell. Richard Mansell is your GB&I. Continental. Thomas Dietrich. Nikolai Hogard, I think just came in, subbed in for Rasmus Hogard, who was uh, WD with an injury. Adrian Marunk, Guido Migliasi, Alex Noren, Victor Perez, Thomas Peters. The septic tank is over there. I love this. Straka and Power going back to, to Europe. Sepp Straka and Antoine Rosner. So we have Five four balls on Friday, 10 foursomes across two sessions on Saturday, and then 10 singles on uh, Sunday. Good prep. I think I'm into the Hero Cup as sort of, I don't know, alternate late night programming, early morning coffee golf programming, uh, some good names, some names, you know, maybe you haven't heard of before, but uh, I think that I'm into that. So that's your schedule for the week. Sony Open, Hero Cup. And uh, Latin America amateur, and you're giving them L.A. What? I just don't understand why you go east. Still talking about your flights. I just I'm doing the measurements here, and it just seems like you'd want to go the other way. Well, wouldn't it? All right, what are we talking about here? Going from Dubai to Hawaii, or going from Hawaii to Dubai? I think you should want to you want to go over Asia both ways, but it always takes you across America. <laughs> Seems like the shortest path. I don't know. I'm looking at a map now. We should have, you know, I bet we could get in touch with maybe a friend at the DP World Tour to ask Seamus Power what his travel arrangements were to the Hero Cup. Maybe. I'd get like him in the that. mix zone and start figuring out how it was. Did you go east, west? What do you think about it? Do you agree with Andy? Should you have gone <laughs> east? And we could get him and start growing him. He's in his first big team competition, and we're doing that to him. Um, so that's your event of the week. Featured groups, I don't think are out. That's either, not our event of the week. That's I'm not sorry, LACC. L-A-A-A-C, I think is what it's called. Short. Yeah, that's the Hero um, Cup. Uh, the Hero Cup is cool, though. I like the Hero Cup. I think I do, too. I think I'm in on it. The um, one thing I don't like about it is where it's being played versus like it's continental Europe versus versus GB and I it's not, not played in Europe. Yeah, Abu Dhabi. Well, they're just camping out there for the month. We got this is in Abu Dhabi. We have the Yas links next week and then Dubai Desert Classic the week after that. And then I don't know, Qatar probably and different other places. They're just is, over there. Is, for the next do you month think Terrell's playing next week? I'm, I'm going to write about Terrell for the Club TFE blog. Uh, which, by the way, subscribe to Club TFE. An absolutely 
dynamite pebble beach course profile is going up on wednesday amazing photography amazing writing by garrett morrison on pebble beach some amusing writing about jack nicholas's work there you know the the sixth hole but uh didn't mean fifth hole what fifth hole no i know jack did that but it's separate writing on the sixth hole you know he had some good lines about the sixth hole so too but yeah jack I don't think he even discusses the fifth hole at all. <laughs> I think he just mentions that Jack did some things he shouldn't have done. But subscribe to uh, Club TFE. Pretty good Pebble that's, Beach. Very good Pebble Beach. It's a terrible hole. It's a disaster of a hole. I remember being out there for the 19 Open. And just people were telling us the story about USGA. But Jack, you got to do this. Do this. Do this. He goes, you know, F you. I'm building, you know, some par three that you know rewards a fade and this that and the other and it just looks out of place but um all right that'll be on uh, club tfe if you sign up tomorrow wednesday as a uh, wednesday the 11th whenever you're listening we got this. our events our events uh announced too oh yeah, let's just Friday. keep going yeah yeah so you get early access to that too so it, we, we put those up that's on the friday uh um social media handles as, some uh, good places pages. this year decent really good places very good places. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think Club TFE members can register on Monday the 16th for like the first handful of them. Um, all right. News? News. Stealth 2. Big Stealth 2 day. <gasps> Forgiveness. New word. They're just jamming into our lexicon. Not forgiveness. Not far. Forgiveness. What do you make of that? Nothing. Um... They're just Strange. making up words like paradigm is a made up word with a Y. They just make it up. I have a, a segment in the newsletter too on naming of clubs with an expert too. Speaking of our own content, but um, yeah, they're Strange. pumping that. It's it's just I don't understand the uh, more carbon. You, know, why, you can't figure out a word. You got a whole marketing team. You can't figure out an existing word to describe. Oh, I, bet they, I bet they love forgiveness and think they just well, they're getting the a segment on this on this on this podcast because of it so maybe that's that was a success then we are not affiliated with any club company except for wilson just generally <laughs> appreciative and admiring of wilson you know what uh, i forgot not to mention the last time what i mean i'm already a wilson staffer i got wilson blades in the in the bag that's true 1972 wilson blades are in the bag so that's true what, um, what are we, what, you know, come on, Wilson, let's get to the table. <laughs> Real news, not marketing. Did you read Jay Monahan, the takeaways from Jay Monahan sit down with the press? He had a little closed door deal with everybody that was in Kapalua. Multiple people wrote it up. Dylan DeShare did a good job breaking it down. You know, I think um, Dave Shedlowski had Adam Shupak, others who were on site at Kapalua. Um, I got to say, he came across pretty, as well as Jay Monahan does. I'm just wondering, like, pretty good win for the PGA Tour with a good event and then not having Jay Monahan step all over, you know, like they, they just, they look pretty good right now with Liv sort of quiet and losing executives. Um, and that may change and make him roaring out. And the tour, I don't know, the, he came across pretty good in the, and we are not quick to necessarily praise Jay Monahan in interviews and things like that. I thought he came across pretty well and, and maybe that's the way he should do it. They just, they, all these medias in Kapalua and they say, close the door. We're going to talk. You can ask me whatever you want for an hour. And then you print it up and he's not looking uncomfortable on camera or stumbling. Um, 
and he came across just a little bit confident like they're in a good place but again that's just me reading literally reading well words, i just think he's so much be- so much better when he's not on camera yeah like yeah. also there's like somebody that's taking his message and putting it into words also like obviously you have the quotes but then like i think what Context. he can yeah, yeah he there there's somebody that is prof- a professional at contextualizing something right um right. and i think like he you can take some of his quotes like he he's much better than when he's on air and he just looks like you know like he hasn't slept in a month and you know he, he there's you know you can cut out the partners fans and players bits but you, when he's on tv he has to say that stuff so i think that is the big thing i think it probably he can be a little bit more of a real self. It sounds weird, but yeah, he can be a little bit more of a authentic human being when he's not in front of a camera being broadcasted to millions of people. Speaking of uh, just not getting any sleep, like the one thing from that interview that sounded like a total nightmare and I empathize with him is everyone. It sounds like every heavy hitter in the world industry, this, that sports is hitting him up for a spot in the pro-am our tickets to the Phoenix open for Super Bowl weekend, just all yeah. the, you know, celebrities and sports Titans are coming. Like that sounds awful. That sounds like a nightmare to just have to manage or tell no to people. Like you can't play in the program. And these people are probably not used to being told no very often. Um, he also said they granted every Saudi international um, waiver release. So that kind of makes sense. You can't be changing rules when you're in this lawsuit and stuff like that. You know, it just makes sense. Um, they're condensing the season, obviously said, you know, uh, designated events is the official term. Those are going to ramp up even further in 2024. Sounds like they're just sort of figuring it out. Uh, I don't know. There wasn't anything super substantive. He just came out of it looking like pretty confident about their current path. Um, and feels like, I don't know, they're stronger than they've ever been. I I know he wouldn't say anything different, but you know, it seems like they're in good I don't know. It was one of the better interviews he's given, maybe because it was off camera, like you said. Um, All right. Any other news? You said something about Harry Higgs. Yeah. Harry Higgs had an interesting interview where he talked about how basically he was like, he's worried about golf telecasts. I'm I'm completely paraphrasing because I did not prepare, but he's worried about golf telecasts because all the villains are gone because Liv took all the bad guys effectively. I, what do you think yeah, about that? That's a substantive. I wrote, yeah, that's a substantive point argument. Like the tour of gentlemen has has become even more gentlemanly. You are, you are, you know, we talk about this entertainment product stuff versus competition, but you are an entertainment product in, in part at least. And removing a Bryson who's creates a lot of value on that entertainment front for good and bad. You don't want it to be WWE. But in Patrick Reed, like how much of our oxygen and how much like intrigue around certain situations and certain tournaments was generated by some of these people? Um, A lot. I mean, like think about the year in review before Bryson left for live and and after it like every week was Bryson. Yeah, there's something Bryson did. And then it kind of like went away when he went to live outside of him hitting a rope on his head. Higgs said to Golf Week, we joke back and forth. They took all the assholes. They took all the villains, and that's a problem. 
Um, they took some of our best players too. But yeah, I, I wrote about this for like SB Nation like five years ago where Patrick Reed, like stop trying to cover up for Patrick Reed and just promote him and like let him be who he is because he's compelling as a villain instead of just trying to rewire you know, reality, right? And just cover and say, you know, Cam Smith can't call him a cheater. You know, just why cover up for him? Let him be who he is. And um, yeah, it was, a, it definitely is. It's a real point by Harry Higgs. That said, you know, hey, hey let me, let me ask you a question. I'm going to rattle off some names here. Who can be an asshole? Who, who can be our villain? McElroy, Scheffler, Cantlay. I think Cantlay could be a villain. Yeah. But he doesn't, he's not going to have an outburst like Bryson. He, he, I don't think. I think he should just start speaking very bluntly. The rules, like certain other people who have the clay man on retainer. I think he could become, he needs to play better in majors, but like he could become a Brooks like character with, with commentary. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I guess. I don't know if that makes him like a villain in the way some of those guys are. But yeah, he's he's one. Rom. No. But he is feisty. Someone said it someone sent a note about they went up to him at Kapalua. And they said, Rom, you're my favorite John, you're my favorite player. He goes, I wonder how many people you told that today. And like he just like <laughs> snapped back the fan. <laughs> He's feisty. He was grumpy last week, even before Sunday. Obviously, Sunday he was less, but he seemed a little grumpy last week. Still moaning about the OWGR, too. Uh, I don't think he could be a villain. No. Do you? Xander, absolutely not. (laughs) Zalatoris, no. JT, no. Fitzy, no. Hovland, no. Morikawa, no. Finau, no. Burns, no. Tom Kim, no. Spieth, no. Homa, no. Cam Young, could he be one? No. No. Who's who's like the uh, who's the most villainous MLB uh, player outside of like Altuve? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't follow. <laughs> could he, MLB could he channel? Could enough. he channel his uh, his MLB sponsorship? <laughs> oh God, I see. Uh. Billy Boy. Billy Boy could be a villain. I guess. He's not yeah. good enough though. He's, that's yeah, the problem. That's what I'm saying. He's not I mean, yeah. I mean, what are we we're, we're like I mean, they're really to Scott Piercy types, you know? That's the thing. There's it's like you got Sabo and Piercy. Sabo is not a villain. Get take that words out of your oh, mouth. Sabo's totally a villain. <laughs> Sabo's done more villainous acts than i think patrick reed has i think you might be right but you just made enemies (laughs) out of central europe you know they're coming for your ass Um, well i you can like a villain you could root for a villain sabo should have been in the hero cup why the hell is he not over there (laughs) it's continental european it's a great point i mean continental europe might be uh might be the favorite in that hero cup is dietrich playing yes dietrich and peters i i i don't mean disrespect i don't i i'm not Super familiar with a lot of the GB and I guys' names or uh, games, I should say. I you and Ferguson, I know, has done a little bit. Dick Mansell, I, I don't know. It seems like the Continental guys had had were a little stout, a little more stout roster. So I mean, I, this is a great question. Who could possibly be a, a bad guy? 
I don't think there's many options in right. the top 30 in the world. That's a good did, question. Did, did Talor become a villain last yeah. year? Yeah. <laughs> like the most unlikely villain? Yeah, right. The breakout right. villain of 2022. We need to have an award show that has like the breakout villain of 2023. Here's a question. Do you think Cam Smith can become a villain just by his, his station in the game, uh, by not being one of the PGA Tour players? Like he can become a, a villain. He's just not on tour, though. You won't see him outside of, but like a I, major I think or if elsewhere. He, I think if he picked off a major this year, he would become kind of villainous. Yeah. Right. But I think he's too likable. Yeah. Like, that's the problem is he just seems like too normal of a guy. And, and I think like when you say a year ago, this time, if you created a list of like PGA tour players, you'd want to hang out with. I feel like camp Smith would be on the list. Yeah. I feel like a villain needs to not be on that list. Right. 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 I wonder if it says something about the larger league that literally like all the <laughs> all the guys you run down the OWGR and like, oh, he went Kokrak went to live. Now I went to live. Anyways, they just <laughs> yeah, it's like literally I mean, like every unlikable guy went yeah. to live. And if they weren't unlikable before they went to live, they revealed themselves as being unlikable like to lore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. I think that does it. You have anything else for news or anything like that? Who's the no. most likable live player? Um, Harold Varner, DJ, maybe DJ. Uh, I don't. DJ's just is DJ really likable when you get when you get down? I know he skates. Yeah, he just skates. (laughs) Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. (laughs) So probably probably some yeah marriages in disarray out there and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Might disagree with him being likable. I don't know. Um. Yeah, he skates as just sort of. Being I think Keegan a... Bradley is our best chance for a villain. Twenty-five uh, in the world. I like Keegan. Uh, that's not. I mean, he's a real pro. I, I wouldn't say I like. He dropped thirty pounds. That was a big talking point last week. God. He looks. He's I had to skinny. Hear about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder if he's taken AG one. Good. Improve his gut gut health. Could be a morning routine. All right, I think that does it. We'll have to think of some villain possibilities between send now and in, send in your v- favorite villain possibilities too. And send emails to SGS Golf Advice. Next oh, yeah, segment we got coming on advice. Friday. We got some good emails, some good ones since we last last Friday. But sgsgolfadvice at gmail.com. We'll have another segment then on Friday. Thank you for your continued support. Um, what was the promo? Athleticgreens.com slash Friday. That's the uh if you want free year supply of vitamin D and uh, five travel packs with your purchase. So thanks for their support. New partner. Thank you for listening. We'll be back Friday with golf advice and a Sony open check-in. 